All right. All right. We, are we are back, back again, again for the, for the sixth, sixth installment, installment of the Home Field Advantage podcast. Are we on the sixth now, Action, or is this our fifth fifth episode? Man, after you take a week off, it's hard to it's hard to remember. <laughs> it's just good to be back. It sure is. It is good to be back. Well, I do know that this is the first uh, Wednesday in quite a while that I've actually. Uh, been feeling good about our our sports team because uh or our main sports team the Razorbacks because we got us a big win this past weekend out in the the desert of Utah in BYU and uh and man it feels like uh it was it was much due and as uh Bumper Pool put it felt like a a a must win for the Hogs I, I definitely I mean I couldn't I couldn't agree more with Bumper I mean what what a voice he is! Uh, you know he's well deserved as a captain, and the the team needed that win. Uh, it was it was definitely a must win, and I think it has potential to turn the whole season around, just like we seen them do last year after a, a three game losing streak. And you know they ended up in the Outback Bowl, and uh, you know and it it has the potential to to really light a fire under the team going forward. Yeah, I think it does. I think it does. And I, I like seeing that from the Razorbacks, is seeing that fight. And in the past, you know, we've been through some really down seasons in the past decade where it kind of felt like the the team got beat by Alabama, which, like, of course, we did this year. But then we just kind of gave up, and, and we kind of, you know, let the se- season fizzle in front of us and, and never really had any spark after that. And so uh, seeing this spark, uh, really, I'm really proud of them for um, for not just continuing to hang their heads and, and coming out with some fire because this was a game that, you know, it could have gone the BYU's way too. We just turned it on, you know, in the critical moments and, and pulled away. Yeah, we, we certainly did. and. You know, and anytime you go into somebody else's stadium and put 52 on the board, uh, you got to feel pretty good about that. I, I'm still not happy with the defense giving up 35 points, but, I mean, we're we're playing with the skeleton crew back there. I mean, you you got guys that weren't expected to play this year playing in your secondary in a Division One football game. And, uh, you know, you're going you're gonna to give up some big plays, and, you know, we still did. But at the end of the day, i, I got to go ahead and throw my defensive player of the game out there. Uh, I've got to go with Hudson Clark. Uh, recovered a fumble. Uh, he had an interception. Uh, had had several tackles, and uh, I I just have to give him the nod for a defensive player of the game. Well, I definitely have to agree with that, and uh, that was a huge huge play right there that helped turn the tide. Utah was leading twenty one to fourteen when he did that, and uh, that was. Um, that that was big to, to turn the game around and get us headed in the right direction. Uh, on the offensive side, I think it's a no-brainer. K.J. Jefferson, I mean, five touchdowns. Whew, I mean, yeah, we and, – and, and it kind of makes you feel like that's really all we were missing, especially in that Mississippi State game, which I hate to even mention that. That makes um, you wonder. <laughs> it makes you yeah, it makes you wonder what might have been in Mississippi State. My my yeah. thought from that originally was that you know he just would have made a closer loss, but I don't know. Um, he came back with some fire today, and I, I'm sorry this this past week, and 
I'm very optimistic that uh, we're going to give some teams, uh, SEC teams, and, and maybe eventually a bowl team, uh, some some good games uh, upcoming in the season. You know, the, the season's had its disappointments already. You know, there's there's no mistake that, you know, if KJ's, if KJ's in against Mississippi State, you know, he's probably worth a good more 20 more points to us. So he gets it in on the goal line. Uh, the other fourth down and one, uh, I'm pretty sure he picks that one up. We probably score on that drive as well. So uh, having KJ back was huge. And, and i got to give a nod to not only Rocket Sanders, Man, he is a baller. But the kudos to Matt Landers. Three touchdown catches in a, in a game. I mean, it, what what a what a game for him to, to come out and make a statement for teams to have to take notice of him the rest of the year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the key, again, in a lot of these games is turnovers. And that's what Arkansas oh, yeah. got on the defensive side. They turned the ball over. And then they, I mean, BYU turned the ball over, Arkansas forced it, and then when we got the ball back, we made them pay. And that's key because it wasn't all roses. I mean, the, the, the downside of this is we gave up 471 total yards. Yeah, and that's, that's a huge negative. And that's a lot of yards to give up in, in a game that you win by 17 points. But right. um, we still overcame it. That's the positive. So if we can tighten that up, tighten up that defense, continue to force turnovers, but not give up those chunk plays that we've been giving up against Alabama, against Mississippi State, and here against BYU, we gave up a few of those too. But it's those chunk plays that are killing us. We have to make them earn their yards five, you know, six yards at a time at the most and and not give them those, those 40, 50 yards. I totally agree, and and I think you know the the big thing about the the bye week is the opportunity to get some guys back healthy, uh, possibly get a Miles Slusher back, uh, you know, and, and some other guys on the back end of that defense that are that are veteran players. And but you had some guys that did some growing in that fourth quarter. And yes. you want to talk about dominance in the fourth quarter? When was the last time you heard of a drive of over ten minutes in any football game? Wow. I mean, I was, I was like, I, I don't even know what's going on. We had the ball almost the entire fourth quarter, and there's not much any team can do when you can't get our offense off the field. That's Hey, now that's that's a good stat there, and you are the stat man action, so I, I rely on you for stats like that. But I, I was – I knew we had the ball for a long time. I, I didn't know it was that long. But, uh, but yeah, um, over, over ten minutes, I mean – my, my. That's, uh, that's a long time to possess the ball. 10 2 10 you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually – I've verified that on the stat sheet here. It was 16 plays, 73 yards, and the, and the time was 10 2 Wow. And, and so, yeah. man, that's, uh, like that's really – And that's our offense. That, that's, I mean, that's the best defense you can play. The other team's offense is not on the field. Uh, I mean – Teams going forward better beware. You know, if, if we have a running game going, it's going to be a long day for anybody that's on the other side of the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, now I'm also seeing on here that in, on the other side, BYU had a, a drive that was four plays for 75 yards, a minute 26. That's what I'm talking about. We can't yeah, have that. Can't have those. That's right. Can't have that. So. Uh, well, let's look ahead to this next week. Uh, Arkansas is, um, 
looks like we're on. Are we on a bye week this week? Action. Yeah, we definitely have a bye week this week. Like I, like I alluded to, get some guys healthy. I mean, uh, right. you know, get, get some guys that haven't been in the training room, some training room time, like Rocket, and uh, you know, make sure he's a hundred percent. You know, for these last few games, and uh, I mean, he is. He's been a workhorse for that offense, and uh, you know, just just get guys healthy. Uh, you know, that's what bye week brings you. And uh, then we then we travel to Auburn, uh, old Jordan Hare, you know, and uh, I don't think that uh, I don't think we'll be the underdog in that game. I'll just put it that way. But yeah, looking forward I hope to not, bye week. I, I don't look forward to not, you know, having my hogs on, but uh, looking forward to the bye week for them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, since we have that bye week coming up, I guess we can look around to some other games around the country. Of course, uh, we've gone, this is our, we skipped a week last week for our, our podcast here. And um, so we've collected a little bit of action. Um, and in the interim, since we last had our podcast, uh, my NC State Wolfpack, unfortunately, have all but dropped out of any serious attention. With the loss of our uh, of our quarterback Devin Leary, our all all conference and arguably all American quarterback, uh, to a season-ending shoulder injury, and I'll I'll be you know, we're hoping hoping the best for him for sure. Absolutely, uh, but that was uh, I hate to say it, that's that's really demoralizing for NC State fans. I think uh, I speak for NC State Wolfpack Nation. When I say uh, pretty much let's get them next year, <laughs> because uh, when when you lose Devin Leary and, and your star quarterback like that, you know, I mean we're gonna we're gonna play it out, but um, this this just ain't our year this year. Uh, we we came up short against Syracuse, who's obviously a, a much improved team than what they've had in the past. But um, what can you do? You know, you lose your star quarterback. That's the game of football. So it is. It is. Uh, um, looking I don't elsewhere, want to spend much time on it. You know, because we had probably one of the games of the centuries. Uh, oh, here, that's you know, what, that's in, right. Where I was going. Knoxville, yes, in Knoxville. You know, we can't. We can spend a whole podcast on it, but man, that was just a a, a, a great football atmosphere to watch. Uh, you know, and and Bryce Young and and. Uh, the uh, Hoker going back and forth, and oh um, man, it was, it was. It felt like you're watching a Big Twelve game or Pac Twelve. You know, the SEC is always about defense, but uh, there wasn't much defense to be had in that game. And uh, and, and Tennessee to pull it off, uh, you know, it it shows that you know what it means to beat Alabama. And uh, yeah. they were on the same losing streak we were. They just we couldn't get the job done. And they did. So we we've learned that that beating Alabama is worth at least two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to a university because that is the price that they paid when you add up the goalpost that they tore down, which was one hundred fifty k, and uh, the one hundred thousand dollar fine that the SEC assessed for uh, for uh, storming the field and after Big the Mo, game. Big Mo, did I hear correctly? The the goalpost ended up in the river. That is that that, you, that is accurate. I saw video evidence of that. <laughs> I mean, is, is that what Knoxville Nation has come to? I mean, you know, Arkansas fans have been known to take a goalpost down, but 
you know, we left it parked in Dixon Street in Fayetteville. We didn't, we didn't put it in yeah. the Adgum River. I mean, come on. Hey, I, I completely agree. And, and that's the first thing that crossed my mind was, you know, that's, that's literate, you know? Uh, I mean, you can't, you know. And, and But not to mention, uh, at least keep, keep parts of it for a souvenir or something. It's been 16 years since you beat beaten Alabama. There are probably some people dragging that goalpost out that weren't even born when uh, last time uh, the Vols beat the, the Tide. And, and, and you're going to take the evidence and, 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 and throw it in the river? No, no. That's, that's not how we would do it in Arkansas at all. Definitely not. They were... <laughs> You know, the, the goalposts would probably be leaning leaning somewhere up against Bomb Stadium or somewhere. So you drive down Dixon Street, you're going to see those goalposts, and you're going to be reminded, hey, that was the time that we beat Tennessee. You know, we know what those goalposts represented. Uh, you know, so, yeah, that, you know, put them in the river. I mean, got to be better than that. Got to be better than that. Big, sure. big win for them, though. I mean, I mean, they got Tennessee has it all laid out on the table for them in front of them. They, I mean, they can they can go all the way to the playoff if they choose. It's, it's all in their hands. Yeah, they they are getting votes now for uh, for number one overall team ahead of Georgia. They got a few votes. They are uh, number three in the polls, but they actually got some votes for number one ahead of Georgia and Ohio State, pointing out that they do have. A tougher strength schedule. Uh, I mean, like I said, it's all on the table for Tennessee. You know, you, you've got to go through Georgia to do it, but uh, you, you've already proved it. You, you took down mighty Alabama. Uh, I think Georgia's defense is a little, little more sound right now than Alabama's is. So the the, the task is definitely going to be a tough one for the Vols. I'm, I'm definitely not going to be pulling for them. Uh, you know, I think we both have an equal uh, dislike for for Tennessee. So. I'm hoping Georgia keeps taking care of business and, and represents the East. Yes, I totally agree with that. Uh, we're looking elsewhere around the league. Um, we actually have, when we last left off, we had a huge matchup between the TCU Horn Frogs and the Kansas Jayhawks. That was where we left off our last podcast. Uh, we found out who was the better team in that game, didn't we, Jackson? Definitely did. Yeah, I was I was definitely wrong. Uh, the the crow did not eat good or did not taste good, but I still ate it. And uh, <laughs> uh, they, the Jayhawks made a made a liar out of me. Uh, actually, I don't think they won since. So uh, maybe I shouldn't have rode with Kansas. But uh, I think TCU is is definitely uh, a force to be reckoned with. They you know, they they continued it against Oklahoma State in overtime last weekend. So TCU is still undefeated. And uh, I just wish I wouldn't have rolled against them. Well, now, speaking of Kansas, I, I saw a site that I didn't think I would ever see in my life. And it, this is something that you have to blink twice and remind yourself that this is football season or, or pinch yourself that this is actually still football season. But the Kansas Jayhawks went into Norman, Oklahoma as the favored team in a football game. They were at least, and at least by the rankings, number 19 Kansas visited unranked Oklahoma this past weekend, and uh, just staring at that uh, <laughs> at that matchup with the rankings at where they are, uh, it's a little bit shocking. But um, the the result at least brought us back to earth. <laughs> yeah, 
from the secondary, but I think there are some Kansas Kansas fans that were looking forward to basketball season, you know, before, and then they realized, hey, our football team's kind of good, but now we're not as good as we thought we were, so let's get ready for basketball season again. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, looking elsewhere around the uh, Big 12, we have the uh, Texas Longhorns held on. It's probably good that we didn't have a podcast last week because I know you would have rode with Iowa State in Texas. Oh, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I, I love those Cyclones. And, man, I, if they would have had just a little better quarterback play, they would have uh, – it would have uh, – it would have been a different story uh, if they would have played the upset, the upset Cyclones. But uh, at, at the end of the day, Texas, Texas got it. Uh, Texas got the job done. Number twenty-two, Texas pulled it off twenty-four twenty-one in that game. Then we had a battle of uh, ranked teams uh, again in the uh, Big Twelve. Uh, well, I guess our, our the marquee matchup in the Big 12 was, was TCU hosted Oklahoma State, and, uh, boy, that didn't disappoint, did it? No. No, it definitely didn't. You said USC, right? Uh, no, uh, TCU. TCU pulled off a double overtime win. Number 13, oh, yeah, yeah, TCU. Uh, after beating Kansas in Kansas – which is someone that no one's ever bragged about before. Uh, <laughs> you big mo. I thought I heard USC because at the end of that Utah and USC game is still stuck in my mind and probably will be for years. Well, uh, tell us about yes. that. Now, you're talking about number 20 Utah uh, pulled off a one-point victory at home against number seven USC. Uh, bring us to that game, Jackson. Oh, man, uh I think if he wasn't the quarterback for Utah, Cameron Rising would probably be uh, one of the favorites, you know, for Heisman talk. Uh, and, and he showed that, you know, he, he's definitely a player. Uh, you know, less than a minute left. They score a touchdown. They're down by one. And Coach rolls the dice. Hey, we're going for two to beat these guys. And Cameron Rising ran it in for the two-point conversion. USC not able to move the ball up the field to even try a game-winning field goal. Utah knocked them off. And, I mean, it was just a, a great finish to a great game. I didn't actually get to see the TCU finish, but the highlights were, I mean, Max Max Duggan, he's a he's a player too. So, I mean, he's, he's got some uh, he's got some things, some some haters I'm, I'm sure left that, that he's got to put down. Uh, to, to maybe make that trip to New York. So, uh, man, just great football going on. I mean, can't ask for a better, really better time of year as a sportsman uh, than right now. Absolutely. TCU stays undefeated with a 43-40 to double overtime win over Oklahoma State. Uh, like you said, just great football. Just the, 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 that, that feeling is in the air, the crisp, crisp coolness coming through the air, and, and you just – you know, days are getting shorter. It's, uh, it's you got to love it. Um, uh, also, now moving to the SEC, we had a ranked matchup between the Kentucky Wildcats and the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Uh, Kentucky uh, pulled together a victory, twenty-seven to seventeen, which brings them to five and two, now tied with Mississippi State. And uh, if we check our 
updated rankings here, I'm thinking that uh, Kentucky will have leapfrogged uh, Mississippi State in the rankings. Let me let me see if I, we can confirm that. Yeah, I definitely I definitely seen the final score of that game. I didn't have any uh, watchability or ability to watch that game, but uh, mm-hmm. I did see the score and. I, I was hoping that somebody would show Mississippi State that they weren't as good as they they uh, put on against Arkansas. So Kentucky did move up in the rankings, but Mississippi State fell hard. They fell from 16 to 24, which to me sounds like a pretty severe punishment. That's an eight-position uh, drop for losing to a ranked team on the road. Uh, mm-hmm. Given what Mississippi State showed against Arkansas – I'm willing to state on this podcast uh, action that Mississippi State is better than the number 24 team in the country. I, I, I agree with that. Uh, I, I do agree with that statement. Uh, uh, like I said, though, I, I was hoping that somebody well, could, could bring them back down to earth a little bit because we made them look like they were national championship contenders, and I, and I don't think they're quite on that level yet. Yeah, they're, they're not national championship contenders, but they have Cincinnati ranked 21, Mississippi State ranked 24. Arkansas's played both of them, and uh, I can I can tell you which one we think is better. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I, I don't disagree with that. I, I believe that Mississippi State is, is, is better put together than uh, Cincinnati, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of become a Cincinnati fan because of that, you know, that loss column loss that they have is to us so i'm kind of hoping that they have a successful year elsewhere in the country we had clemson pull off a tough hard-fought victory 34 to 28 number four clemson over now unranked florida state which did not go down without a fight and then in the big 10 we had number five michigan absolutely step out and make a statement in a 24-point victory over fellow top-10 team, Penn State University. Wow, and it, it was it was a beatdown. Uh, I think it was a three-point game at one time in the second quarter, and and Michigan just went on a tear. Uh, it, it got ugly real fast for Penn State. Uh, that I think we kind of seen the the separation between those top three teams and the Big Ten, which is, in my opinion, is. Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, and uh, I think Penn State realized that they're still a step away from being one of those top two teams. I agree. Well, coming up this week, we, we I guess we're going to find out just how good Mississippi State really is because they go into Tuscaloosa, Alabama, which is actually one of the shorter drives in the SEC from Starkville to Tuscaloosa, and, uh, and they take be, on an angle. An angry and defensive and, and, and out-to-prove-something Alabama team that has been dropped all the way to number six in the country, which to me is insane that you lose one game to a top ten th- – I'm, I'm sorry, a top three team now on the road and by, you know, uh, essentially, uh, you know, one score and or, or less than that, uh, three points. And – um. And then you get dropped from from number one to number six, number two to number six. I mean, no, no right. that's 
Uh, Alabama, I'd put them at, at least number four. Uh, so I would that, that's, be, that's an insult. I would not want to be a Mississippi State fan going into that stadium come Saturday. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm so glad that we're on a bye week and we're Arkansas fans and we don't have to worry about making that trip into Tuscaloosa this week because it has potential to get very, very hostile in that environment and, and not just not just on the field. Uh, because I think that Alabama defense, that was their last Waco call. And uh, if, if they have another defensive showing like that, you're – you know how Saban is. There's probably going to be some heads that roll, and uh, you know in his defensive staff. I mean, he's done it in the past, and he'll do it again. You know, if you can't cut the mustard, uh, it's time to go. Yep, that is that is absolutely. Uh, he he uh, he does have a philosophy to for for results for sure. Um. Another big game we've got here. I mean, I, I think it might be the biggest game that we have this week, at least out west. We have number nine UCLA go to number ten Oregon. Oh, oh yeah, I was going to ask. I, I almost forgot, uh, Jackson. Who do you got now? So you, you you're going with Alabama for sure. I always like to give you a line on the Alabama game because they they almost test people to see how confident they are in Alabama with their lines. Twenty one points. Alabama's the favorite. Are you buying in on a, on a three-touchdown victory over the Bulldogs? It, I mean, it, it could be that ugly. I, I would I, – it's hard to ride against Alabama regardless of what the point spread is. Uh, Mississippi State has the offense to, to possibly cover that. I, I'm going to say that Alabama wins, but they don't cover All right, All right. Well, given that, uh, what do you think about this possible Oregon uh, UCLA line? They have the Ducks favored by six at home. Well, I mean, I, I think I think UCLA is a uh, they're on a mission right now, and uh, they, they've got really good play as a quarterback. I, I don't have near as much confidence in Bo Nix. I, I think I think the Bruins can go to the go to the duck pond and, and come out of there with a win. All right. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm never honestly surprised when weird things happen out west. It's just all, all, all sorts of upsets happen in the Pac-12, in, in my opinion. But um, another big game in the ACC, we have number five Clemson putting their 37-game home wing streak on the line against number 14 and fellow undefeated Syracuse Orange. What do you think about that one, Jackson? It, is this the game that ends the streak? Well, my think. question is, uh, my, my question is, will they just get confused and think that maybe Syracuse is the home team and, and you know, maybe maybe a few interceptions get that way, you know, because they're both orange, can't tell the difference between them. And uh, end of the game, turns out, you know, the, the, the team they thought they were scoring points the whole time and cheering on turns out to be Syracuse. Oops, it's over. <laughs> it, it could happen that way. <laughs> Big Mo, I like the scenario. And I, I think the confusion element. Week, I think something from Clemson last week that I really didn't like. I mean, they – got the comfortable lead against Florida State, and then they got like a day ago. I mean, they just 
acted like, well, we're just we're not playing to win anymore. We're just playing not to lose. And they still could have lost. And if that's the mentality that they have, I hope they have it corrected because this Syracuse team seems like it could be for real. And they're not coming in there to lose the game. They're going to come in there well-coached, and they're going to come in there thinking, that, hey, we can beat these guys. So, Absolutely. Uh, well. I, I, still, I still think the streak lives. I, I, I don't think this is the time for me to jump out there and say Syracuse beats Clemson. So I'm, I'm going to ride with Clemson at home. Well, let me give you this then. Uh, is is Syracuse going to keep it within 13 and a half points of Clemson? I, I would say I would say they do. I, I think it has the potential to be a very competitive game. Uh, maybe decided by maybe decided by a late field goal or or maybe a maybe a late touchdown pass by by DJ. I'm not going to attempt to say his last name. Uh, All right. Well, that, yeah, there's I, your answer for people out there betting. Um, <laughs> Uh, now speaking of of Alabama not giving getting enough credit in my opinion, uh, or you know, there's another team that's being overlooked, maybe even worse, and that's the undefeated TCU Horn Frogs. Jackson, what does TCU have to do? Uh, and by the way, they're facing uh, number 17 Kansas State at home this week. But what does number eight undefeated TCU have to do to get some respect? Well, I, I, I think they're already doing it. But they have to put the, that statement on it. The the people that are are still out on Clint or out on TCU, excuse me, they want to see them win the big one. They want to see them win the Big 12 title game. They want to see them make it into the college football playoff. I think that's where they're they're I think that's what they're going to have to do because I mean they've they've already beat Oklahoma State, who was probably the favorite to win the conference. And they did it, you know, in, in, a, in a dramatic fashion. So they, they want to see if they can get a lead, control the lead, and do so, you know, with, without any drama. Uh, something similar to what they did to Oklahoma a few weeks ago. And I, I think that's what uh, I'm, I'm, beginning to, I'm beginning to buy in to, to what the Horn Frogs have, have, have built, have, what they built back. Say what they built back because they've they've been they've been very good in the past. Well, I I will say that the, I mean I, I'll give you that the past two victories they've had have been somewhat close seven point win at Kansas and three point win against Oklahoma State but we're talking about quality opponents here we're talking about real off three wins against Oklahoma Kansas and I mean Kansas but you know. Uh, and of course, uh, Oklahoma State, and now you're looking at a fourth quality opponent, fourth team in a row that the game is played ranked in the top twenty. So they they played Oklahoma when Oklahoma was eighteen, Kansas when they were ranked nineteenth, and Oklahoma State when they were ranked eighth. Now they play number seventeen, Kansas State. If they win here, are they are they in the top five, Jackson? Uh, I would I would say they are. Uh... You know, obviously, I'm not a voter, but if I was, I, I would I would put them in my top five. Uh, but like I said, they're they're doing what they have to do. They're 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 building that resume, and they just have to keep doing what they've been doing, keep winning, and and you'll you'll reap the benefits of those wins. Well, here's you another undefeated team, and this is a game that I know uh, us in the SEC always um, 
pay attention to. Ole Miss goes to LSU, and Ole Miss is undefeated, seven and zero, ranked number seven in the country. Again, you know, uh, if 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 I sound like I'm jealous of Tennessee and Ole Miss, then uh, I probably am. But um, they're both having a heck heck of seasons, and um, LSU, frankly, has always had trouble with Ole Miss. I don't know why. Ole Miss always gives them a tough game. Uh, how do you see this one going down, Jackson? Well, on this podcast, and you know, it's, it's recorded live, so I mean, there's there's no take back. And a couple of weeks ago, I made you laugh out loud on this podcast when I beat Kansas <laughs> to go into TCU and and do what seemingly hadn't been done. Well, I'm probably gonna make you laugh out loud again because I can't. I, I, my, my, my dislike for both of these teams has, has no end. And I never, ever, ever go for LSU. It's just like it leaves a bad taste in your mouth if you do. Uh-huh. But that's how bad I want Ole Miss to lose this game. So as I watch it Saturday, I can't even pretend like I want to cheer for the Rebels because I don't. Uh, I want to see them lose. And I don't really... some help, Jackson, on your, on your upset special. Uh, I'm going I'm to throw out five games here. I'm going to throw out five games here with some real underdogs, and you tell me who's going to pull it off. we got Boston College at number 13, Wake Forest. Wake Forest is a 20-and-a-half point favorite. We have Iowa, who's 3-and-3, three three, going to number two, Ohio State undefeated, number two in the country. Ohio State's a 29-point favorite. We have uh, Minnesota, who's 4-2, and two, previously ranked before last week. Uh, they actually uh, dropped their game last week against, uh, see, who was that? They dropped it at Illinois, who is ranked. So, somewhat understandable loss there road game to a ranked team but they play at Penn State number 16 they're four point underdog in that game uh, we have the Texas Longhorns that are playing at Oklahoma State uh, Oklahoma State is the favorite in that game Let's see if I can get you a line here uh, I'm sorry Texas is a favorite in that game 
six and a half. That that shocks me. So no no credit for that. Um, here here's your possible upset special, and this one doesn't make a lot of sense either. Kansas five and two Kansas, fresh off their only two losses of the season, goes to three and three Baylor. Baylor's an eight point favorite. So is this is our fourth game for for upset special slate? Again, I'm going to have to reject that, Jackson. I'm going to have to throw that one out. Baylor is eight-point favorite. Let's see if we can drum up anything else. Uh, we have, man, it's it's uh, it's looking no, pretty bleak out here. I mean, I know it is. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's definitely tough sledding this week. Uh, we we have Washington playing at California. Washington is uh, is favored in that game. I really haven't kept kept up too much with either. I mean, kept up a little bit with Washington, but haven't kept up any with California, so I have no no thoughts on that one at all, really. Um, let's see, in the ACC, if we have... Uh, what do you think about uh, Duke at Miami? They, they have Miami as a nine-point favorite. Oh, so it's not a basketball game. Okay. Duke at my oh yeah not not a basketball game uh, Duke four and three Miami three and three uh, any any upset potential there. Saying that Penn State, well, that I mean, that's not an upset special, though. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going out on the limb. I'm, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say so Minnesota you're saying Penn State wins, but they don't cover. No, Minnesota wins the game outright. Right. Hey, I, I'm, I'm going. I have to go against you on that one, Jackson. I, I really feel like Penn State is going to be fired up for this game, and uh, and and. I, Oh yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm having to call that one out and, and say that I, I feel very strongly Penn State's going to win that game because they, they, I feel like they took that personally, and Penn State knows that the week after that they have to play Ohio State, 
So Penn State is really feeling some pressure right now that they need to get this win against Minnesota to avoid dropping three in a row and just having the wheels fall off on them, you know? And being in a situation like Arkansas was this past week where you basically feel like it's it's winner, you know, you got to win. Possibly having to face Arkansas in a bowl game this week. Yeah. Now you, I've been convinced by your past statements this year about Penn State being for real. And um, I'm I'm, I'm a believer that they're a good team. Sometimes you just have a bad game. I hope I'm wrong. mention another one of my alma maters in college football. My second alma mater has cracked the top 25. And, uh, you know, you, it's, it's kind of, I don't, I don't, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't follow this team at all, the, the sports program, especially football. But the Tulane Green Wave is the number 25 team in the country in college football, wow. six and one. Wow. And so uh, I just have to give them a shout out. You know, don't have it. Again, I hadn't watched any of their games, kept up with them. But they've reeled off some good wins here. Their only loss looks like it was to uh, Southern Miss a yep. few weeks back at home. Uh, they did go into Kansas State and beat them 17 to 10. So they, they can currently play ball. And they whooped up on East Carolina by 15 points, which is a team that gave NC State everything they wanted back when NC State had Leary. So, um, uh, you know, go go Green Wave. I, now, that being said, they play Memphis at home this past week. I mean, I mean this, this upcoming week. And uh, <laughs> as, much as, I, as much as I love my alma mater, I would have to, I'm, I would have to lean towards Memphis, just you know, based on common convention. Oh, Mem- yeah, yeah, based on pedigree, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna throw that out as my upset struggle. special. Yeah, Memphis has I'm, definitely been struggling. I'm, I'm going to bite the bullet here, and I'm going because Memphis gave uh, uh, East Carolina a heck of a game last week. Went into East Carolina and barely lost 47 to 45. In four overtimes. It was a four-overtime game. Gotcha. That's crazy. So, you know. Shout out to Tulane. I mean, how often do you even have the opportunity to pick them on podcasts? So, uh, well, I, I'm, yeah. I'm picking against them, actually. I, and I feel bad about it, but, oh, man. you know, somebody's got to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, anybody can pick against a team that they hate, but... When you pick against the team you love, that's 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 really, uh, I think that's real prognostication. So yep. y'all can look that up on the, for, for the listeners out there what that means. But <laughs> <laughs> that's our, that's our, that's our word of the of the cast this this week. Anyway, we, we, we digress. Let's let's move on to greener pastures now. Um, I have to turn your mind to a sport we have not talked about yet on this podcast. And it's the sport of Major League Baseball. Oh, man. That time. Yes. We got to get a few words in here about uh, the, the American.
American League and National League Championship Series. Actually, starting here in a few minutes, we've got the uh, Houston Astros taking on the New York Yankees for the uh, American League Championship se uh, Series in Game 1. Who you got in this so series, Jackson? Obviously, we're going to disagree with you because you know if anybody does who my Major League Baseball squad is. I do. They're playing your squad. So we can't, we can't, we can't be friends for the next, until this series is over. And you know I got the Yankees. So you know I got the Astros. As much as I love to ride with you <laughs> and your Astros, and uh, I, I can't do it when they're playing my squad. series for sure. It will be a good series and it will be uh, get some high ratings too. Those are those are two of the most uh, accomplished teams over the past decade or half decade since I guess 2016. Probably number one and two in, in, the, in the American League. Of course on the other side we have the Phillies against the Padres so we kind of have the opposite. We've got two traditional underdog underachieving teams on the uh, National League side and two, uh, uh, you know, favorites or, or you know, perennial powerhouses, you might say, on the American League side. I can almost guarantee you the National League is going to win. That's just how baseball works out. But <laughs> uh, I, I do, I do hope you're wrong. Uh, I would like to see the Padres just simply because that's not a name. something this year in baseball uh, you may have heard of this um, that they have not done I think in the history of baseball they took the DH out of the National League and to me that's a huge advantage for the American League because in the past American League teams would have to play without a DH when they were at the National League Park and um, they uh, they struggle because they're not used to batting a pitcher. American League pitchers not used, used to batting Meanwhile, it's easy for the National League to go to the American League part and gain a DH because they're used to playing without one. So I do think that the the uh, the balance of, of power has tilted heavily towards the American League. Also, of course, they don't use the All Star Game anymore to determine the um, to determine the favorite, the the home team for the World Series. So the home team is guaranteed to be either the Yankees or Astros. So they right. have that working in their favor too. So, 
Now, speaking of the division, the Falcons actually were the only team that showed signs of life of the four NFC South teams when they beat Atlanta by two touchdowns. I'm sorry. They beat San Francisco by two touchdowns. And really a shocking result. So I wouldn't discount the Falcons as possibly being the best team in the division. I hate to say that. We, we were literally laughing at them when the season started in our first podcast talking about how Atlanta might not even win a game this year, the Falcons, being, being so bad. ahead to this, I guess, current week in the NFL. we got a few minutes left here. Uh, New Orleans actually gets goes to Arizona on Thursday in a game that now looks to me like a must win. The Saints are now 2-4. And, four. and uh, if you drop to 2-5, and five, you can pretty much kiss it goodbye. Meanwhile, the Buccaneers uh, get a trip to Carolina that, I mean, they got to win that game too, right? Against the Panthers, you got to win. Got to go win on the road <laughs> in Carolina. I mean, the, the Arizona jerseys will be tough on New Orleans. I mean, 
hate to say it, but Carolina is one in five this season. They got one win in, in six games. And, of course, that was against the Saints. So that, that, that loss has not aged well at all for us. That's a game that the Saints did not, could not afford to have lost. And they needed to make that up by, in my mind, stealing one from Cincinnati, who went to the Super Bowl last year. That would have been a good win. That a win that I mean, that's a loss. I think we can accept because Cincinnati is a good team. Who dad against who day? Uh, that's that's it was always going to be a tough game. And what hurts about that game is we had that. We had that game and couldn't finish it off. But but now when you talk about Arizona, we got to beat Arizona. said we got a lot of sports going on we're going to be bringing it to you right here on the home field advantage podcast all season long and uh honestly jackson i think it just gets better from here doesn't it i mean i i i'm looking forward to the ride i mean because what a <laughs> what an opportunity is to uh to, to hash out some of this great sport action that's going on and hopefully talking about a, a, a yankees or astros Amen to that. Well, I will catch you next week. All right.